0: Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version, a podcast in which I get to interview inspiring women whose paths have crossed mine. My name is Maria Leonard Olson. I am a civil litigation attorney in Washington, D.C., a journalist, an author, a podcaster and a radio show host on WPFW Public Radio. My latest book is called 50 After 50, Reframing the Next Chapter of Your Life. And my passion is helping primarily women overcome obstacles and claim their best life. I recently spoke at a midlife women's summit and came across an extraordinary speaker who I'd like to introduce to you today. Her name is Emily Clement. She helps people reclaim their personal power and manifest the lives they truly desire. She is a soul searching joy creator with a passion for helping others shine. Mm. Emily is an inspirational speaker, certified transformational life coach, educator, workshop facilitator, and emotional wellness, healthy boundaries expert. Emily was a student of Tony Robbins and continues to work behind the scenes on his productions. In fact, she's headed to New Zealand to work behind the scenes on his life and wealth mastery event that's coming up. Emily earned a teaching certificate and a bachelor's of arts in psychology from Wheaton College and a master's degree in counseling from Plymouth State. She has taught and traveled all over the world. As a certified life coach, she has integrated her favorite elements from the best of her life experiences, teaching, counseling, speaking, meeting new people, building community and affecting positive change. You can learn more about her work at emilyclementlifecoach.com where she offers free workshops on boundaries and personal freedom mindset, and manifestation. Emily also offers free connection calls to explore where you are and where you want to be. She's also on Instagram and Facebook at Emily Clement Life Coach. And you can find all this information in the show notes in case you weren't writing that down. Welcome, Emily, to Becoming Your Best Version. Heck yeah. Thank you so much, Maria. I appreciate that you
1: invited me here. I appreciate you, your work in the world. We are here to
0: shine our light. That's right. And if you happen to be on this Midlife Women's Summit and and could hear, this ebullience and this beautiful, brilliant light shining from the screen. Emily Clement's delivery, for all of you looking for a good speaker, is really unrivaled in my opinion. Oh, thank she, you. She just exudes <laughs> a real passion for what she does. And I was tickled to, to know that she started out teaching at an all-boys school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tell yeah, at an all-boys middle school. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I, um, refined my superpower, which is that I can hold your hand and kick your
0: ass. at this <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So how does someone who is an excellent teacher in a school make the decision to leave and mm. to become a life coach? Tell us that story. So I guess So I I knew, you know,
1: when you're in elementary school and you're playing with your friends, like I always wanted to play school and I always wanted to be the teacher and I always wanted a red pen so I could correct fake papers. (laughs) And so I knew all along, you know, when I was an undergrad at Wheaton College, that teaching was the direction. Psychology was what I was going to study. And so I got my teaching certificate and was a certified classroom teacher and taught internationally for several years and then stateside. Uh, all boys middle school and decided I wanted to go back to graduate school or go back to school and then I got my master's in counseling and so for 17 years I was in the classroom or counseling and naturally they overlap um, and I've always been a helper and healer I, you know I've always uh, had a, a soft spot for people on the periphery You know, I worked with juvenile sex offenders and fire starters at a a treatment facility. I've taught in the men's prison for 13 years. Like there's something about giving a voice to the voiceless and that the lost and the lonely are real live human beings just like the rest of us. And we all deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And so that helper healer thing is just who I am. And the more I was engaged, involved in the counseling world, And this is, this is my big distinction, right? A therapist wants your backstory to figure out how you became who you are. Tell me about your childhood. What was school like for you? Tell me about your parents' relationship, intimate relationships. Um, And so a therapist wants your backstory to figure out how you became who you are. And as a life coach, I don't give a shit. (laughs) I, I really don't. Because every time you retell that old story, you ignite those old feelings and then you recreate those feelings and then that's exactly why you stay stuck and that's why people leave therapy sessions crying their eyes out right because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good so my transition from counseling to coaching was extremely organic that it's like i can't sit here and listen to this crap anymore like you're the only one in your way no offense so really it's, it's i want to talk about who are you now you don't have to carry the weight of the old story. Your history does not dictate your future, unless you unless you drag it with you. So instead, I'm more excited about meeting people where they are, and then tell me what you want. What lights you up? What excites you? What inspires you? And that's the juice. That's the stuff that I want to work on. So in mm, uh, 2014, I started my own coaching gig and became like an official LLC and naturally my mom and dad were like, Ooh, M, why don't you keep your job and, and do coaching on the side and see if you like it. But I think Maria, you have mentioned this too. Like I don't practice moderation. I'm not here to dabble friends. I am not here to dabble. So it was like, Nope, I'm going to finish. I, at the time I was a high school guidance counselor, I'm going to finish this school year. And so June, right. And I'm going to start my own gig as a coach. And I did it. And um, I didn't have any clients. I like didn't really think it through. But I also know me that, that if, if I get pushed in the deep end, I will figure it out. Like I'm gritty like that. And so then it's joining the chamber of commerce and taking all the free, you know, business classes and entrepreneurship classes and online things and, and becoming part of different memberships. um, That had resources that would help me grow my business. And by the, by the grace of God, I was spoon-fed from the heavens individual clients that sustained me, and then I started group programs that I offered. All of that at my dining room table, mm. individual clients at my dining room table in Laconia, New Hampshire, and that's where all of that magic began.
0: Wow. I, I am very inspired by women who make pivots and believe in themselves like you do, mm. It's really a beautiful example for the rest of us who are maybe hesitant or letting fear hold us back from doing what we really want to do.
1: Absolutely. And really, fear is the only thing that holds us back from anything. I mean, really. And I mean, and that's something I do in in individual clients, coaching communities. Once you define what you desire, Mm -hmm. the, the conversation shifts to, okay, if this is what you want, why don't you have it? So that's where we increase our sense of deserving, identify and befriend our fears, you know, let go of resentment by practicing compassion so we can get to that place of uh, forgiveness for ourselves and others. How can you rely more on your intuition and not our thinking brain, which I call the itty bitty shitty committee? Yes. It's running its gums all the time. Like, oh, Maria, I don't think I do that. You might want to gather more information. No, you're going to need a PhD before people will take you seriously.
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes. I have to talk back to that negative voice all the time. Mm-hmm. Totally. So we
1: need to fire that itty bitty shitty committee and we mm-hmm. need to replace it with a pep rally that's like, girl, you got this. Lean on your faith. And and you know, I mean, you always land on your feet. Even when you fall on your face, you land on your feet. So I don't know. I, I mean I say it all the time. We are on this planet for a flash.
0: Mm-hmm. Make it sparkle. I love that. I love that. Everyone should look at your website, Emily Clement Life Coach, because it's full of these bursts of positivity about how we can reframe our lives and we get to choose our Mm -hmm. mindset. So thank you for that. And going back to the point about fear. Now, you are an extraordinarily courageous woman. Did you ever feel afraid at the men's prison where I would not choose to go? Right.
1: (laughs) Well, the very first time I went, I was like, oh,
0: my God, I'm going to die here. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, you listeners can't see her, but she's a beautiful woman with this really gorgeous smile. So I am uh, guessing that the men were salivating over even your appearance. Well, maybe I don't. that's funny that's very
1: funny and but you can't get out right because you have to have a guard walk you across the yard another guard meet you and then walk you into the building and then another guard get you to your classroom so once the inmates started coming in it's like i'm stuck here there's no way but i did it for 13 years i mean so i saw the same men over and over and then they'd be out and then they'd come back and i'd be like oh bud <laughs> this is not cool and So the course that I taught was called Alternatives to Violence and it was, it's developed or was developed by Quakers. So it's all about consensus and love and community and that, that we're all this like vibrant light and love. And we have these life experiences that dim our light and it's, it's there, we've talked a lot about abuse and neglect and disappointment and frustration and maybe not being good at school or having the resources that other kids in your peer group had, Um, and so that uh, experience was enough for me to remember that all, that's all of us. I just happen to be teaching to inmates, but that's all of us, so it's not about becoming the best version of you, it's about chipping away all the nonsense to get back to your natural state, you are already magnificent. You are already like joy and fun, and you. Um, cra- I mean, we're pack animals, right? We say we crave sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. We're here on this planet to love and be loved, so we don't have to do anything special or different. We don't have to achieve anything. We don't need approval from anybody. It's just getting back to our natural state. So it's about chipping away all that nonsense, all that dirt and crust and crud it's dimming our light but did you ever feel scared were there ever violent Uh, people just just the first day because then after that i was like oh these are just like really good people who made really bad decisions huh and i've made bad decisions
0: but i didn't get caught (laughs) Right. Sure. We've all made we're all human. We've all made bad decisions. So I mean, I, I wouldn't be uh, running for public office. There's no, no, nope,
1: I wouldn't have made no nope. preliminary screening. I'll <laughs>
0: tell you that <laughs> I am with you on that, sister. No, I will not be running for public office. <laughs> so I would love if you would be able to share an example of some a client that you've had with, of course, without naming a name about how that person overcame a block and was able to reframe with your help and move, maybe pivot or just move past a boundary issue they were having or something like that. Right. Um, I have a client right
1: now who's in my membership community. So mm-hmm. I love members of my membership community. And we just today had our monthly accountability call right so what are you working on where do you need a boost and she has been in Boston in the corporate world forever and it sucks the life out of her and she hates it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and to me it's like why would you do that for more than an hour Mm -hmm. never mind over a decade like or two decades and it just doesn't make I don't I don't know I just don't understand why people I, I'm wouldn't. guessing it's financial insecurity. Sure, so inside of our membership community, because we have these regular calls, hot seat calls, accountability calls, whatever, is that we've all gotten to know each other quite well. And so we've been watching her and and she just decided that she is going to quit her job. So she already has her end date. I mean, it just went public in her company last last week, I think. That she's going to quit her corporate gig and she's going to do what she's dreamed of, which is travel and blog and take pictures and be the foodie that she is. And so she has this, um, she's going to be leaving her apartment in Boston, which is also a big deal because she's been with that landlord for a long time and you don't give up that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And she is going to fly to Europe for or five months and travel and experience things and she's not sure um right now she's looking at flights and airbnbs and and where she has friends all over the planet and decide what that's going to look like and then she'll come back in by christmas time regroup and then decide now what and she doesn't need to decide the now what because if it's one thing i teach over and over your job is not to define how it's going to happen your only job is to define what What do you want? What would you love? What excites you? What inspires you? What lights you up? This universal life energy will figure out the how. And Mm -hmm. so when you're talking about a client success story, you're right. Financial insecurity like, well, I need the predictability and routine of a paycheck, of health insurance, of all of those things that we deem as successful in our modern day society. and so she had a fear of losing those things and that her parents would be disappointed mm. and her former colleagues would have an i told you so kind of thing or it would be you know a disaster whatever whatever her fears were but just to piggyback the fears thing if you strip away all the details of a the story there are really only four fears in the whole wide world like get rid of all the nonsense and the he said she said the four fears Fear of not getting what you want, fear of losing what you have, fear of other people's opinions, and fear of being found out, which we also call imposter syndrome. And so when this fabulous client of mine was worried about leaving her corporate gig that she hated, (laughs) it was, you know, it was those same same fears not getting what you want, losing what you have, other people's opinions or being found out as an imposter. And so what if she's not a award-winning blogger or photographer or foodie and that that's just a passion and she's, you know what I mean? So, so all of those things um, just kept her stuck and kept yes. her in her comfort zone. And we pick familiar over comfortable every day. And it might be uh, familiar and, and super painful, but it's familiar and you know that pain, so you stick with it. And so we just wanna, I mean, I just feel like all the time, all the time, I just say to people, just flirt with the edges of your comfort zone. You don't mm. need to be extreme. You don't have to quit your job and move to Europe. I mean, I would, so <laughs> you just, but it's just starting to flirt with the edges of your comfort zone Because you'll discover that your confidence grows. And then it's like, oh, nobody's laughing at me. I'm not dying alone in poverty. Like, okay, then I'm going to start to flirt a little bit more. And I'm going to stretch that comfort zone. And then your confidence grows. And then you're more likely to take those risks and chances knowing you might fall on your face. But then you have this level of confidence or this level of awareness or creativity or problem solving to say, all right, that didn't work, but what will.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I love that everything you said really resonates with me and I feel it is so true. In fact, I'm leaving for Guatemala for four weeks. That's awesome. To work on my Spanish, to work on my next book, to get out of here so that I can gain perspective. I find that being in third world or not there—I don't use that anymore—developing nations Mm -hmm. helps me to appreciate just how fortunate I am to live in the U.S. and Mm -hmm. how much I take for granted on a daily basis.
1: Yes.
0: So the the great reframe for me.
1: Right. Uh,
0: yet again, because I'm a stubborn person who needs these reminders over and over and over. I know. Well, we teach what we need to learn. You know, I'm, right. only, <laughs> I'm only one page ahead of you or whatever.
1: Like I'm not an expert on any of this mm-hmm. stuff, but, but when you're in a constant state of observation to say, this isn't working for me, I'm not doing it anymore versus this isn't working for me, but I'm just going to keep doing it. Cause I'm afraid to do something different. Mm. So, I don't know. Like my favorite analogy is thinking about like a toddler, an infant, I don't know what that age is when you're just learning to walk and you can stand and you circle, 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 and then fall on your bum. Mm-hmm. And so, and it, that baby wouldn't say, well, shit, I'm going to end up crawling for the rest of my life. <laughs> it wouldn't. Instead that baby's like, oh, look over there, a coffee table, like, ooh, the couch or, ooh, I'm going to grab my mom's index finger. And it's like, they're in that constant state of problem solving like, okay, if it were possible, what do I need to do? If it were possible, what are the resources? If it were possible, and then they take those risks and chances, but our adult brains that are ruled by the itty bitty shitty committee, it's like, I tried that once. It didn't work. I'll never do that again.
0: Mm. Well, that's pretty miserable. You'll be crawling for the rest of your life. I love that analogy and I have never heard it before. Wow, that is a really excellent one. Thank you for that. You've got two babies. I mean, you've got two big babies now, but they figured it out, right? That's right, I'm picturing it now. I am going to think about that analogy for a long time. Thank you for that. So another offering that I love on your website is called Boundaries or Bust, a Mm. free workshop. A free workshop, people. She gives us uh, really great ideas. Can you share um, maybe a takeaway from the Boundaries Workshop so that people can hear something, get a teaser for what it's about and sign up? Right, so a lot of your listeners are me and you, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Middle-aged mm-hmm. women who love life, kicking ass, taking names, practicing gratitude and still get stuck. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. So. Just thinking about that, and I hate to stereotype, but I do feel like women are good at a lot of things. We're good at recognizing the big picture as well as taking care of the details. And we're very good at nurturing and caretaking and organizing. And so what happens is we take on that role in all sorts of different forums, in our community, in our family, at work, at home. And so at some point, and I will only speak for me, is that when I'm a recovering people pleaser, Mm. and as a people pleaser, I was hell bent on being all things to all people all the time. And I wanted to solve problems before they even arose. And I wanted to make sure that I was capable and competent and going above and beyond. And so I didn't have boundaries, like whatsoever. So I was hemorrhaging time and attention on things that weren't important to me. And so in this workshop on my website you know it's 24 minutes you can mm-hmm. brush your teeth at, you know what I mean. <laughs> need to make, it's not a big time commitment yes Just thinking about it like drown out the noise of other people's experiences or expectations who are you mm-hmm. what do you want what how do you want to feel emotionally and then what are your core values because once you start to recognize how you want to feel emotionally and combine that with your core values, now setting boundaries becomes organic. Mm -hmm. Instead of, well, he really needs that, or she'll never do it, so I'm gonna do it for her. Or they would be a total mess if I didn't step in and save the day. And so it's like, nonsense. If it's not important to other people, mind your own business, stay in your own lane. (laughs) But we we do this all the time. So the boundaries are bust is really about starting to get clear about how can you reclaim your personal power and create that life by design because life is truly a choose your own adventure and if you are unhappy
0: that's a you problem Mm, powerful stuff powerful stuff because we as women in this country i think have been socialized to out of obligation to make sure dinner's on the table at the appropriate time. And so how do you get your clients to let go of those expectations that they that may or may not really exist, that their entire family exi- expects a really nice meal on the table at six o'clock or whatever it is that the family has morphed into right. expecting how do you let a, a get a woman to let go of that if they really think of it as drudgery and they think why do i have to do this i don't want to feel this way but my value is to provide for my family because that's what i've been raised to believe is the right sure. thing to do sure and it's hard
1: to separate that cultural belief uh from a, the bigger society and mm-hmm. our own personal desires, mm-hmm. so that's when it is so important to just drown out the noise and turn inward. Mm-hmm. Like, and and a lot of times we create these monsters, like yeah. because because we problem solve before there's a problem.
0: So true. So and true.
1: so you know, like I, I don't know. I um, I this afternoon was he might listen to this podcast making appointments. <laughs> (laughs) For my my man who has been working abroad for over a year and I'm calling for eyeballs, general practitioner, like whatever, teeth, dentist. I mean, all this stuff, colonoscopy, all the sexy things. And, um, (laughs) And if it's not important to him, why am I doing it? And I naturally I called my mom and I'm like, mom, am I creating a monster here by like stepping up and just taking care of this stuff? And she's like, "Oh, they'll never do it though." Um it's important <laughs> to you. You better just do it. So, I'm teaching, teaching what I need to learn, friends. Mm-hmm. I'm just teaching what I need to learn. Yeah. But where is the boundary? Because I actually I do it joyfully. I don't feel resentful about it.
0: Mhm. Mhm. That's a really good illustration of the tensions in relationships in this country for people our age, I believe. So sure. thank thank you for that achieving balance and really doing some inward reflection rather than just operating on rote this is expected this is what i will do right. yeah and i
1: will say a lot of times when um, my clients and in- mostly our women, mostly are, oh, I don't know. I've got some 20-somethings and I have a woman in her 80s who always mm-hmm. says, am I still your oldest client? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Carol, you are still my oldest client. <laughs> um, is that sometimes we have beliefs about what other people are guessing. You know, we guess what other people are believing. So half of our expectations are nonsense we've made up in our own mind. And that people don't have an expectation that dinner is perfect on the table at six o'clock every night, Mm -hmm. but we believe that they expect that. And so, so when I have these clients who are not bucking the system, but they're just asking better questions, Mm -hmm. you don't have to pack up your toys and go home. You just ask a different question. I love that. Love that. and, And we don't need to get, I feel like there's so much animosity right now. And there really doesn't need to be if we just ask smart questions and and don't feel attacked or if we don't feel accusatory like it's just mm-hmm. everything seems to have an edge right now and there doesn't need to be
0: that's true and i find very instructive the book the four agreements which is a very very simple yes. but to be very clear about your desires it saves a lot of misunderstanding and resentment be impeccable with your word absolutely yes yes I love the phrase you coined on your website, re Like, Repiphanies. Wait, wait, oh, I love that. <laughs> so many times that I have to relearn these lessons that I, I have know. learned over and over and over.
1: <laughs> I know. So I started keeping, very briefly, I started keeping a journal in second grade and then huge Rubbermaid tubs, all of them chronologically organized. And then under <laughs> the full moon in March, 2017, I lit up that big bar- backyard bonfire and threw in one by one, every one of those journals. And it took hours, hours, because I knew if I needed to, I needed to let go of my old story Mm -hmm. because when I sat down and I only did it twice as an adult, I sat down and read them in chronological order. And when you have the long view of your life, you can see very clear patterns, which they weren't epiphanies in my journal. I had those epiphanies so many times, which is why I call them re like, yeah, dude, you discovered this in the eighth grade. Like,
0: how is this like brand new information at 42? <laughs> oh, my goodness, you are just a breath of fresh air. I mean, I love that you express your humanity, like, you give a lot of great advice, a lot of really rich offerings, and yet you make us all feel comfortable because you don't purport to be without any character defects.
1: Oh no, I got, I got, I got them
0: all. You're human (laughs) like the rest of us. And so we're all works in progress, but I like to ask all of the guests on this show, what do you do to become your best version? Mm. Mm, That's a good
1: one. So to me, it's again, as a recovering people pleaser, it really truly is about setting and maintaining boundaries. Mm. And the marker for that, if you're not feeling a heck yeah, then you are free to respond with a confident no thank you.
0: Mm. This
1: is the ultimate personal freedom.
0: Yes, it is. Thank you so much for that. And I am just so happy our paths have crossed. I know that we will continue to collaborate in some fashion and see each other in various fora. But I want everyone to do yourself a favor. Look at emilyclementlifecoach.com and pick up some of her free offerings. Get on her mailing list because this woman is a very bright light and the reflection feels really, really good. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. So join us again next week for another amazing woman who we will showcase, I will showcase on Becoming Your Best Version.